This is the 12 Songs of Christmas. I'm Alex Rawls, and this is my podcast about Christmas music. Today, I was saddened to learn that Mimi Parker from Lowe died of ovarian cancer on the weekend. I interviewed Mimi and Alan Sparhawk about Lowe's 1999 album Christmas, one of the great indie Christmas albums. Today, indie artists release Christmas music, as this show regularly documents. But at the time, they really didn't. It was a brave move on a lot of levels, one of which was that by doing an album associated with a nominally Christian holiday, it made their Mormon faith part of the band's story, too. We talked about all of this and the role the album played in the band's career. I'm not sure why, but it saddened me when I realized that she had been diagnosed when we talked. I've known other people with cancer and know that they not only couldn't, but didn't want to spend their time waiting for the end. But it's still unsettling to realize that she knew she had cancer when we spoke and that she chose to spend that time with me. Since I'm very proud of that episode, I'm reposting it today in Mimi's memory. I'm glad we got time to talk about Christmas. Here we go. What was your experience with Christmas music when you were younger? Hmm. You guys can sing music. I don't know, my... Yeah. We didn't, yeah, I don't remember really listening to a lot of Christmas music, but I remember singing more Christmas music than listening. You know, just sitting around and either my sister would play guitar or my mom would play guitar accordion or something and we, we would sing... Yeah. yeah, we would sing just, you know, kind of standard Christmas stuff. Yeah, I grew up, I guess it was kind of like, yeah, probably more like it would be church tunes, you know. There's a lot of that and mm-hmm. carols and everything like that. But I don't know, your your, sis, your sister is like the most, oh, she yeah. listens to, she can't wait until the, the station's as soon soon as, final yeah. station that switches the first to Christmas music and she'll listen to that song she is she's on board for the whole season yeah mm-hmm. i don't know yeah i mean some of my i don't know i remember some of the classic things the, i don't know was there dean martin dean martin christmas yeah, probably that a record about that, that hmm. lines, but i don't know that sounds like something your dad might listen to dean yeah. martin christmas yeah, well, that would be a little off. The he's more of a Mel, more of a Mel Torme oh, yeah. guy, but yeah, he's more, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, my dad, my dad wrote a Christmas song back back in the eighties. That's really, right. What was it? Yeah, um, um, I love Christmas. It's called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you know kind of a. I remember he actually he actually. Pitched, he actually gave a cassette of the song to uh, Tony Bennett hmm. when we when 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 we met him. Just think how your life would have changed if Tony Bennett had covered Bennett "I Love Christmas." Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so was it not a? Do you have any sense of why it wasn't a part? Christmas music wasn't more a part of your your life uh, as when you were younger. Um. Well, we lived in the middle of nowhere. And so we would have either had to, you know, bought the the records or the eight tracks or whatever we were having, because there wasn't yeah, the radio station. Yeah, it wasn't really a, it wasn't a 
so much a thing. They'd probably throw in a couple Christmas songs here and there, but it wasn't like today where you find these stations and they're just playing Christmas songs. So yeah, just singing together more. I don't know. I didn't really, yeah, you'd hear a little bit here and there, but yeah, music, yeah, Christmas music memories for me and more just singing them. Yeah. I mean, I remember we had a couple Christmas books, Christmas song books, you know, that we would just, yeah, go through and, play the ones yeah strum through them and sing them did that play a a role at all in your sense of the sense of possibility for you as a musician that this is a thing you could do i think so well at that point it was just me didn't think about it you're just hey you want to if you want to hear a Christmas song, you got to sing it yourself, yeah. you know? Sure. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think honestly, when I was a kid, my mom would, my mom had been an aspiring, an aspiring country singer. So she brought music into the house really early and she would sing and she kind of taught my dad to sing. <clears throat> so it was, it was real normal for us to just sit around and sing songs and, you know? Yeah. I mean, and then kind of stepping into later on. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think, I think once he's, you know, I think sort of some of the natural processes when, you know, when we first started the band, you know, a lot of our contemporaries, you know, you know, it was kind of like you do covers and different things and, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, the idea for doing Christmas stuff for us, I don't know, did it come up? I think someone actually asked if we would do a, a seven inch once and, and, that and was we did, a, yeah, because yeah, we the, did um, song for little baby Jesus, and remember, because yeah, we got the yeah. seven inch because it's got that, it's red with that drum snare, yeah, and the leaves, yeah. And so we were got, we were asked yeah. to do, yeah, we yeah. were asked to do it, so and I think, then I think once mm-hmm. we did the one, and then it kind of kind of cracked it open a little bit, like oh, that's interesting. But, you know, we the yeah the the doing covers sometimes ironic covers was sort of a norm in in sort of independent music you know people do covers and sometimes and but yeah they, i think when we started thinking about it we thought well let's I, I don't know that we had a conversation necessarily where we we're like let's take this seriously or let's let's actually try to actually make some real okay well obviously we did Christmas because music, we, we tried we well we tried it. it wasn't i don't know that we were necessarily <laughs> conscious about i don't know it wasn't a conversation necessarily but i think we kind of went in knowing that well it should be legit if we take it tongue and cheek. Oh, sure, sure. Oh, no, no, we were serious about it. Is that what you mean? I mean, we were serious. We we just, I mean, after we did that single, I think we thought, hey, we're we're almost halfway there. You know, why don't we? And it might have been, I'm trying to think if there was anything else out at that time. So maybe we, maybe it was good timing to put something out. I don't don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. It hadn't hadn't dawned on sort of the independent music scene people necessarily to do yeah. a whole record of Christmas stuff. But I don't know. Yeah, there's there were a lot of examples, you know. But that wasn't even the question. Anyway. Yes, we're we're, yeah. we're way off topic. <laughs> <That's> okay. The <laughs> I, actually but I was gonna that I was gonna go there. That so part of because you decided to do a Christmas EP. You decided to do it. And at that point you were that was your fourth or fifth release yeah we were a few yeah, yeah four or five records in, right. mm-hmm. and we had been kind of dabbling, been dabbling. dabbling a bit in re- kind of home recording yeah 
And uh, so we were, yeah, yeah, it was sort of a, the right moment. Mm-hmm. So I, I've talked a number of times to musicians who found that they, that it, it was to get other people in the band to work with them on Christmas music was work or to hire people to play the music with them in some cases was work because for better or worse, we sort of associate Christmas music frequently with our parents and it feels like it's part of another world and sort of not, you know, it's not necessarily the cool music and, you know, and it ended up being kind of a negotiation in a lot of cases to get it to happen. And so I was wondering, it's, it sounds like this is some conversation y'all had or something y'all had to think through, but how did you put together sort of in the middle of, you know, sort of at a point when you're sort of, you know, you're, you've started a career, but you've still got room to go and deciding we are now going to do Christmas music. I don't know. Yeah. I think it, I remember feeling kind of like a little bit of a going out on a limb, mm-hmm. you know, but but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, well, like I said, we had, we had kind of been eased into it. You know, we had done, someone asked us to do a single and that, that ended up being a good experience. And then someone asked us to do a song for a compilation and was like, Oh, okay. Well that mm-hmm. wrote another song. And by, by at that point we realized, I, I guess we could, you know, to me, to me at first, the big question was like, could we write a Christmas song? Is that possible? You know? And I guess once we had done one or two, then sort of, the possibility that, well, I guess we could, could do a whole record. And, you know, and again, like Mim said, it was, it was a little bit ahead of kind of fully accepting, you know, I mean, I, I suppose every generation that there's, there's a certain point, you know, where you're, you're either fighting against, you're fighting against the nostalgia or the, or the past. And at some point you, you start then looking back and you're able to sort of, reconcile with yeah. with parts of the past that, that you can kind of connect with what you're doing uh so yeah it, it seemed a little novel when we were younger uh but then you know at this point at this age it, it wouldn't seem that odd to you know, you know we've, we've done a bunch of we've done a lot of covers at this point so it's not so weird you know we've done a rihanna cover we've done joy division covers we've done Oh, now, yeah, BGs, sure. You know, just, just. Uh, well, I don't together. consider Christmas as covers, really. Well, you know. Yeah, but there's I mean, a little bit of a sense that you're step, you're stepping out of like here's our, here's our general band sort of pool agenda, not or agenda. I don't know, pool of. Here's what we do, and I don't know. Go doing the Christmas thing was intentional. It was, it was like, okay, let's write sure. stuff that's in this vein, which is, which. Which which was weird, I think. Which was it's sure, a different style. It was, yeah, to me, it's I mean, similar to doing. Well, that's because not because in the past, really, none of our songs were. We never chose a topic, right? And okay, we're going to sing about this now, or this song is going to be about yeah. this. Plus, you know, plus, so uh, when you're when you're choosing a topic, it's definitely yeah, you know. Plus, this covers on the record. I mean, it's interspersed with covers. Yeah, and, yeah. We thought, so. well, we can write a few songs, and we'll just kick our, I don't know. I mean, but yeah, I remember, I remember thinking, oh, I don't want this to be really cheesy. I don't want it to be, you know, I want it to be special and kind of sweet or something. Maybe. 
we probably would have overthought it if we were this old. Yeah, <laughs> we would. We would. We had to, if we did it today, we'd ruin it. We probably. No would, we probably would have never got finished. Yeah. <laughs> it would sound not like Christmas at all. No. <laughs> Was there a song? I mean, you obviously started Sweet Baby Jesus. What were the challenges in writing a Christmas song? Well, like I said, being being intentional, you're kind of saying, okay, I'm going to write about this. And unless, I mean, you know, there's some some people write that way. Some people say, you know, uh, this, I'm thinking, I've been thinking about this lately. I'm going to write about it or I've been feeling this. So I'm going to see if I can get it out in a song. I, I don't know. For me, it's always inspiration is very random and you you have to in many ways clear clear away all of what you think you should be writing before any, any inspiration actually comes in so to be able to kind of step and say okay well can i intentionally write something that sounds like christmas or you know uh-huh. I, I don't know i mean well i think uh, before that you know you have to get over you know christianity and religion There's some loaded it's loaded. It's loaded language. It's that, loaded yeah, exactly. language. That's one and of for you to dive into that, you kind of using those. You have to admit to a few things. You yeah. know, like, oh, well, maybe I believe in the, you know, in the Christmas story. You know, you yeah. have to, you have to. Well, if you don't, and it's not, it's not popular. It wasn't popular, and it's not popular. So you kind of, I felt like we were maybe putting ourselves out on a limb a little bit, and we were. I was hoping there wouldn't be a backlash. Mm. Like, look at those idiots. Well, you know, believing in Christmas or what do you know? <laughs> I knew those guys were cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. Just slow music. Well, I, I wonder, because I realize I don't know anything about this. I, I know you were raised Mormon. Did, how does Christmas music fit into the Mormon tradition? <laughs> uh, it, uh, it's very much part of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, you know, we'll sing, sing carols in, in, in the, uh, Meetings and once December starts, yeah, we'll just sing late November, yeah, December. Start, there's a lot of carols at church, and and mm-hmm. you know it's, it's it's sort of the corner, you know, the, the the foundation of the religion, not unlike most Christian mm-hmm. religions. So, was it a was this a moment where you because I I can't put my memory back into sort of where also how all this works pack uh, backwards was was your faith or your upbringing 
was that public knowledge or how public a knowledge was it when you got to Christmas? I was... It was somewhat known. Well, I know in England, they certainly made a big deal. Every yeah. interview we did, every, yeah, every there was article, a, they always referred to it. it. mentioned it. Apparently, I don't know, it took a long time before U.S. press and people would were comfortable with talking. Yeah, about, I don't think the it. U.S. really still they don't. didn't dwell on it. They, didn't. <laughs> they still don't ask about it. Really. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah uh, that's true. So it was a little bit of a mixed bag. It was fine. Yeah, it was out. And I don't know, you know, I, if there's anybody who has any problems with it, I they haven't, they haven't gotten in our face about it. So, yeah. so it's, it's never been really anything that I felt was uh, difficult to reconcile mm-hmm. with rock and roll or anything like that. But, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it, oh, I'm sorry. I probably I think we cut you. Did we cut you off halfway through the the question? No, no, you did fine. No, I. Yeah. I was just exploring that because I realized like I that, you know, I I just feel like if we're going to talk, you know that. If you do okay. have faith, it feels like you have to sort of at some level engage it uh, in these conversations. And even if even if it's just how does it factor into your position as a uh, as an indie rock band? Because, as you say, for a lot of people, that's either not where they are or in a lot of cases, it's not cool. And mm-hmm. so I was just trying to do the timeline in my mind and figure out, was this a conversation or was this sort of a way of, you know, or was this part of the challenge of doing this was just sort of saying, yeah, here's kind of where I am in the world and here's where I yeah, am in my I, faith. I remember having a thought or maybe even talking about it, you know, basically, well, the cat's out of the bag, you know, right, so uh, we might as well, well, we might as well just go. Yeah. There. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, we've, we've, we've never, we've never felt like we've made, you know, our faith and agenda and in, in the music, we it comes out i know it comes out and you know as we write things i'll see things and i'll see phrases that come out and, and i'll look back and go okay well i can see where that that came from from sort of our faith or sort of some of the background or some of the language from from our religion but um oh shoot what was i saying um Lose my train of thought all the time. That it that it was a oh. we we hadn't been hiding. Yeah, it, it wasn't really hidden, but then yeah. it's out. But yeah, when the when the Christmas the idea to do the Christmas thing came along, I, I remember feeling like, oh well, this is a this is a great way for us to, in an honest way, mm-hmm. sort of engage this this thing, and and we, and we can be honest about it, and, and and use these words and use this language, and 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 it's and and. And it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, the nice thing is it, it doesn't feel ironic to us. We actually believe this stuff. We actually, we actually, you know, it, it means something to us. So, so that was nice. We actually, we actually, you know, it, it helps if you mean what you're singing. And, and at the same time, it was nice to be like, well, yeah. this is a nice I mean, way to, this is a nice way to embrace that and put that out yeah. and have it be part of what we create, you know. Um, and honestly, we thought, wow. Who's gonna buy this little Christmas? Uh, yeah, we were like, yeah, let's we, just do it. It was kind of like, let's just do it for fun. It's more of the fans. Yeah, you know, we will sell it at shows. Yeah, and, I mean, not that it's, you know, not that it's massive. It's massive, but it's really of all the recordings that we have, it's if it, it's definitely like paid for itself over and over. I mean, even this year, we've got like a little commercial that somebody's gonna use it for a song from it. You know. Yeah. So it's, it's been kind of a, yeah. And it was, you know, uh, John Peel over in 
over in London had been playing us on his show. But when the Christmas record came out, he mm-hmm. was like, this is really great. And he went to the daytime DJs and said, you guys should be playing this during the d- daytime on BBC One. And, and it was in a, around BBC. That's basically mm-hmm. BBC One's a TV station. But um, yeah, so the, the, there was a lot of doors that had opened for us. Uh, you know, it, it, it had, initially was really pretty like the, the British press really liked it. And we kind of had this really, you know, it did okay in the U S and fans and whatnot, but there was sort of this jump right away there. And we, mm-hmm. you know, the next record that we regular record that we put out was taken a lot more seriously. And, you know, process about like what it was doing and what it was saying as far as you know our our faith and where you know i, just, I don't know just, it's just, just a christmas screaming songs yeah yeah it's it's hard not to it's hard not to sing a christmas song and and, and really kind of come back to your 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 foundation and, and be honest and and uh and for the for the right reasons you know now, I, I read in another interview, you said at one point that little drummer boy saved the band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How, yeah what we, did you mean by that? Well, we, you know, we, we had, uh, I think that record had been out for a year or two. And we were, you know, we we're just kind of plugging away, touring. Um, and we were pregnant. Mim, Mim got it would adjust. It came out in '99. Yeah, no. So then we were, a year or two yeah, later, you got you got year. pregnant, and Alice we were was born in 2000. We had just found out that you were pregnant, and just financially, we were like, "Well, we're, we'll have to take at least if we're going to take this much amount of time off, we're, we're probably not going to be able to afford this." And we were just starting to look at look at options, you know, looking at you know, okay, jobs, this and this and this, and. Uh, but yeah, this, uh, we, and we were on tour actually and got a call that, uh, the gap was going to use a little drummer boy for a TV commercial. And, you know, it wasn't a ton of money, but it was, it was definitely enough money to where we're like, Oh, wow. oh no, it was we really good take, money well, back then. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. It was, enough it was more money knew, than we had ever right. seen for sure. Yeah. And it was, it was enough to where we knew, Oh, okay. Well, if we have to take half a year off or eight months yeah, or whatever we'll okay. it's, it's going to be it'll be fine and we'll we'll be able to it's interesting though because you know when we 
little drummer boy, we once once the Christmas was out, we we had <laughs> a, couple a couple of people returns. send it back to us, telling that telling us that that track number something I don't remember. With There's something wrong four, with track, track four. <laughs> yeah, it was little drummer boy. <laughs> ah, it's because it's yeah, it's because it was a little it was a little ahead of its time for, for, uh, for yeah. digital destruction. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask, what is that drone? Um, that's, it's a, uh, we, we have, there's this old keyboard called an Optagon or Optagon. It's a op- optical organ is what it is. It was, it was this player organ, uh, that, uh, Mattel actually built and, and marketed back in the seventies It's sort of as a home keyboard, you know, player keyboard, you can sit at home and press the button for the beat and then play chords and a chord organ kind of thing. But yeah, it had these discs, yeah, like plastic you know, discs, the different you, sounds or these mm-hmm. weird discs that you put in that then would, it would read and use for to make the sound. And it's just really rickety weird. That's I, a little drummer boy. You little drummer boy. Little drummer yeah. Boy too. Okay. And then, I'm distorting it through some stuff that kind of really makes it otherworldly. But we use that actually that organ on uh, um, just like Christmas, the first song on the record, just like Christmas, the the drum beat and a lot of the the, the bass and sort of the organ yeah. is this player. I'm just playing this player organ and it's doing all this stuff. And then we kind of added a few tracks and it, you know, it sounds like a it sounds like a big Phil Spector band. And it's like no, we we did it in our basement <laughs> on a on a player keyboard and. And, uh, but yeah, we use that a lot on that. And yeah, that song, yeah, I think people just were taken aback because it was, it was really, it's a really weird distortion. Well, it was kind of a departure for us too, for, for sure, yeah. you know, from what we put out. Just like Christmas, what is the story? What's the story behind the lyric? Oh yeah, on our way from Oslo, on our way from Stockholm. Yeah, um, that's just I don't know. I, I wrote I wrote this song. It was just a, a memory from when we were on tour, and it, I mean, basically, the song just tells the story. Yeah, we were on our way, and it started to snow. And man turned to me and says, Oh, look, it looks like Christmas. I was like, no, no, it's not. And then we got uh By the time we, we got, got to Oslo. Oslo. <laughs> it was warm. We were back close to the shore. So the you know, uh we got lost on the way to the 
Joe, the beds were small because the <laughs> it's it's really kind of just telling a mundane story, <laughs> but it story. but it's really uh I don't know. It's just it's just yeah. Oh look, looks like Christmas. Every once in a while on tour, you can have moments where it feels light and happy, like Christmas. Yeah. So. But no, I don't know. Yeah, that song fell together fairly quickly and unexpectedly mm-hmm. is I mean I know that little drummer boy because it was in the commercial has been really big but in my mind at least just like Christmas is kind of the the endure the most enduring song off of it has that been your experience is that the one that people go back to yeah 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 um I don't know I think it's the one that's been the most <laughs> played in grocery stores and yeah I think so stuff like that but now uh, yeah friends friends, friends. yeah favorite songs of friends yeah 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 it's it's I don't know it's it's short it's sweet it's catchy mm-hmm. sing along it's got bells mm-hmm How does it feel to have a song that has become a part of people's Christmas and a part of people's holiday celebrations? It's, it's great. It's I mean, it's, great. it's surreal. Yeah. I mean, and I think of, I think of songs that are sort of anchors in my life and mm-hmm. I need to be part of that or, you know, to be, to be part of the, the vast universe of sort of people reaching out to each other and, uh, yeah, it's really sweet. You know, I have some kids, the friends of my kids will tell me that, yeah, you know, when, when Christmas season hits, my mom puts your CD and that's all we listen to all, all Christmas. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's so like, so oh, it's like, yeah, well, it's bad, but no, that's yeah. pretty, yeah, it is, it's, yeah, it's really sweet to have that. You know, yeah. Because Christmas is very unique and those songs bring people to a certain place, you know, and if we're just being part of that, I guess, I'm glad that people listen to that CD and they, and it make, I think it makes them happy, you know, and I think it, it gives them something and, yeah. and uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's all you, that's the that's all you, yeah, that's all you can hope for. I mean, you can make your art and, you know, mm-hmm. try to bury your soul with your heavy creations or whatever, but man, there's, there's something pretty pure and, and ultimately a lot more um, satisfying about sort of just delivering the message and getting out of, getting out of the way. And, mm-hmm. you know. Have you heard Tracy Thorne's version of taking down the, uh, taking down the, the tree? I have. Yeah. 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 It's really, 
it's, that was extremely flattering. She's, she's an amazing artist. What was, what was, was there a story behind that? Or was that again, just sort of an image that you captured? Oh, taking down the tree. Tracy? Your version. Oh, our version. Oh yeah. Our version. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to. Actually, it's hard to talk about without getting pretty emotional. But hmm. I don't know. The song's about being. <clears throat> I don't know. It just reminds. It was just imagery of being young and together. You know, when you're just trying to get get life going and. You don't have much and you got, you're working hard and <clears throat> anyway, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, just little, little images of, you know, and of course, ultimately, ultimately those, those moments and those images and those, those sort of, the sort of anchors of, of memories that, that maybe were hard. You know, they, they end up being sort of the foundation of, of that relationship. You know, and those yeah, those things that you put up and took down and, and broke together you know they more mean more than a lot of what happens later you know Returned to Christmas music in 2008 with Santa's coming over. Yes. 
Ted. Which, yeah. which, which sounds as much like a threat as a promise. So. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. one, that one was fun. Yeah. yeah, that was fun to do. Yeah, so it's coming over. Was, yeah, that started out as just this weird, scary riff. <laughs> and the word Santa's coming over came out. <laughs> sort of had, had to be. It had to become a song, so. Mm-hmm. So was that just sort of a that just sort of an out of nowhere thing? Yeah, that song came out of came out of nowhere. I was just kind of fiddling, like I said, fiddling around with some other ideas, and it and it just the the phrase came out of my came out of my mouth, and oh, that's that's funny. That could be maybe we should do another Christmas song, but ah. uh, yeah, I think because it was <laughs> because it. <laughs> Because it came and forced itself into existence, we we then decided we had to record it. So mm-hmm. we were back back in the game. Did you think of uh, of the coming of Jaw? Because on, it was on the uh, yeah, the sort of the putative B side. It was that also in your mind a Christmas song or? Um. Well, it's it's an old it's an old reggae song that we're kind of I mean we're kind of changing the changing the lyrics a little bit. You know, but it's a yeah, the coming of jazz on this little uh, tune. But um, no, I don't know. We're just we listened to a lot of reggae. Alan and was listening to tons of reggae. <laughs> to a lot of reggae at the time, yeah, and, I, and I just thought this is such a joyful song, and and uh, and so we just thought we just give it give it a shot yeah. you know, in our own weird way. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah, it's it's a bit of a. It's a little bit of an embarrassing attempt at reggae by <laughs> a bunch of bar- farmers from from Minnesota, but yeah. uh, but it's it's a it's a it's a fun song. So, and, and you came back for Christmas one more time in 2016 for uh, some hearts at Christmas time. We oh did, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, was that the, was good. What was That's the story there? I don't know. I think someone said, "Hey, you should write another Christmas song." Yeah. <laughs> Or actually, was it? Did we do it for like a charity thing or something? Yeah. I think oh yeah, I think that's what it was. It came. We wrote out. it. We put it out, and we had all the. There was uh, some. Yeah, the proceeds go to for. a charity. And I think that was our first digital. Yeah, I think it was like a digital single release yeah, or something. Yeah, I think so because it never came out on. I don't think on so. Our, I don't know, but yeah, we. Uh, yeah, I think part of that was also we were gonna we it had been maybe a few years or something, or there was an anniversary and we were doing, we were going to do a tour in England mm-hmm. and do some shows. And we thought, well, let's, you know, have something else. Have we were doing a Christmas, yeah, a Christmas tour. Yeah. Yeah. A song for it. So mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, I like that song a lot. It's really beautiful.
there is a wintry sound to it, but I also like wonder is is being wintry easy when you live in Duluth? <laughs> yeah, we get a fair dose of it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if it's easy, but it's obvious. Yeah, it's <laughs> obvious. Yeah, we can. When we, you know when winter is when hit when winter is hit. Yeah, uh, we can we can imagine it at the drop of a hat, <laughs> <laughs> even in July. Yeah, yeah, that which is yeah you know you're kind of a little bit skating on uh, by one one subject and that is that a lot of times when people do these recordings for Christmas songs they're having to do them in the summer. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of story. I think they like Elton Elvis like turned the air conditioning oh, way serious? up and brought it brought in a snow machine or something blew it all over. I don't know. Something Jeez, yeah, I don't know. that trying to get everybody in the mood, kind of get that <laughs> vibe going, but I don't know. Yeah. We're never far from Christmas. Never far from Christmas. Or winter. I should say. Just ring some bells over something and it, it'll, it'll usually, mm-hmm. usually Christmas, Christmify it. Thanks to Alan and Mimi for the time and the talk. These days, you can find Lowe's Vansplaining video series on YouTube with Alan talking to young bands. And you can go to Lowe the Band on Instagram to see their Friday I'm in Lowe series where the Vansplaining guests play with Lowe. I'll put links to those accounts in the show notes. If you have thoughts on today's episode or people you want me to talk to or songs you want to turn me on to, let me know at 12 Songs of Christmas on Facebook. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to 12 Songs wherever you get your podcast content. In the weeks ahead, I'll have Big Frida, Stephen Draws to the Flaming Lips, Judith Owen and Harry Shearer, and more. I've got some good conversations coming up, and I hope you'll subscribe so that you won't miss them. Thanks to AF The Naysayer for the theme music, and thanks to you for listening. We'll finish with one more from Lowe. This is their version of Blue Christmas. Talk to you next week. I'll have a blue Christmas.